When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today I've got an extremely talented guy that really I feel like we've had a good amount of requests to have you on the podcast over the years. Mm-hmm. Tech is in the building. Wow, what's up? How you feeling? Good, real good. Yeah, yeah. Nice little L.A. trip. How long are you out here for? Um, Just today. Okay. What else are you doing out here? Nothing. Just, just pulled up on out. me? Yep, come fuck with you. Fuck yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you come out here a lot? Oh um, yeah, yeah. Often I'll be out here. Right. What's uh What's life been like lately? Just in a in a general sense. Before I start digging in, I'm just curious, like how how everything's going. Um, I mean, I've been just chilling, fucking with my kids. Mm. You know, that's been my my main focus. Now I'd be trying to spend more time with them, as much time as I could. For real. That gets tricky because it's very different than hustling. You yeah, yeah. So I be having to like do my shit. Like I like go hard. Like go on the road. Go hard. Go you know run that bag up and just like take like a whole month off or some shit and just fuck with my kids. Yeah. Or like weeks in between if I could really. Because for so much of my life I was just going all day every day. Like yeah. every day. Like Monday through Sunday I was out trying to get it, trying yeah. to get some money, Same trying to here. get some opportunity. And now all of a sudden with the kid it's like all right. Saturday, I'm yeah. chilling. I'm chilling all day, but I'm back at it on Sunday or whatever. You yeah, know, trying to find that balance is real tricky. Yeah, though. that shit crazy, and I don't be knowing if I'm like taking too much from them or type shit. So I be, you know, they be on my mind all the time. So I would try to do as much as I could for real. And you know, now that I'm in that position, I feel like that's something I hear rappers talking about all the time in their songs of yeah. like how difficult that can be is having to balance like spending time with your kids and, and working. You know. Fucking right. Yeah, that shit crazy. Like, I've been listening to a lot of Dolph since he died, and that's one thing he talked about a lot. Yeah, and seeing rappers die like that and shit like that, it just make you appreciate other shit than just, like, the rap shit and shit. Like, it's like, you know, like, just, like, if I put myself in his position to think of how that'll make my kids feel or some shit, and that just make me want to just, like, man, fuck that. That shit ain't that, the rap shit ain't that important. I'd rather fuck with y'all. Right. For real. Yeah, like I always, there's like a certain level of sadness when you find out about a rapper dying that immediately gets magnified as soon as you see the pictures of them with their kids. Fucking and you right. really think about like what got left behind due to that violence, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what I, when I seen that shit, like most of the pictures I seen of him was like he was on some family man shit. Like once he died, yeah. I started seeing all that type of shit. I'm like, damn. Like, you know, you ain't, I ain't really never see that side of him, so I'm just looking at it like, oh, Dolph, hustle nigga, you know, rap nigga, woo, 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 woo. But when you see that shit, that shit be like, for real, that fuck with me, for real. Yeah, I had that, that feeling with Dolph. I had that feeling when Vaughn died. Yeah, King Vaughn, too. I seen just, you know, the pictures and just realized, like, the kids that he was leaving behind and everything. I think he even had a kid on the way. And, man, that shit is a tragedy, you know? Yeah, that shit crazy, bro. I can't even imagine, for real. Yeah, it's like you gotta you gotta embrace the time that you got because it's like right. on one hand, like 
you're when you're working, you're out all day grinding. I mean, you're doing that for your kid, and you, you keep them in mind because that's why you're really working yeah, why so you hard. Working, right. But then at the same time, if you never take a moment to really appreciate it, that could be kind of worrisome. Yeah, fucking right. And that's like that's what really got me on this shit though. After dog dying and shit like that, I'm like, man, fuck this shit. I need to like spend more time with them and just appreciate that shit. Cause man. I know that should have crushed them if some shit happened like that to me, for real. Yeah, for sure. Do you ever feel like you're getting too comfortable? Yeah, I always feel like that. Really? Yeah. Because you had enough money for a while? Yeah, yeah, for a couple, so for some For years. a while. Yeah, for a while. <laughs> Not so, for yeah. life, but you know. Right. So yeah, I be feeling like that shit, but fuck. That, that's why I, when I be feeling like I'm too comfortable and with them and shit, that's what make me just get up and just go on that run, just back, back, go and get that bag, put that bag first. But as soon as I'm done, I'm trying to fuck with them and stop like being the hoe so much. Yeah, like, for real. Cause I be and like, even, fucking a lot of hoes. Does, does it <laughs> the hoes? The hoes are definitely a problem for sure. Yeah, for real. Just cause it's like. <laughs> Okay, you're, you're giving yourself to somebody who doesn't give a shit about you, like, right. you know, in a real sense, right. versus, like, your kid who doesn't give a shit about anybody besides you. Besides you, real shit. Yeah. Real shit. That's tricky. It really make you think about how you're spending your time. But you know, you know what keeps me motivated is, like, I was, I'm, I'm supposed to interview Dan Bilzerian soon. Yeah. And he grew up with money. And then he proceeded to make a shitload of money. So, like, when I'm reading about what he's done in his life, I'm like, this is some real rich shit right here. Like, this is, I feel like I'm getting money. I ain't done none of this shit. So, like, that that to me, like, just thinking about where other people are at, that's a big factor in terms, like, like I guarantee you go hang out around Future and Young Thug. Yeah. You're not going to feel that comfortable because you see how much shit they yeah, got. Yeah. That it'll make you view everything a little bit yeah, differently. Yeah, fucking right it would. Yeah. Real shit. It just show you it'd be levels to this shit for real. Do you ever have that experience where you go around somebody and you just really realize like, oh, like, like that shit. really motivated the fuck out of you? Um, yeah, yeah, I had that shit all the time going around niggas who, you know, and be like motivating me like, damn, I thought I was somewhere, you know, but seeing what them niggas got in this shit, be like, man, I got so much farther to go for real. Yeah. So yeah, I done been like in that position before feeling like that. I guess when I was watching another interview of yours, I realized that you being around Master P early on was probably the biggest version of that when you were yeah, young. Yeah, yeah, that really was, though, for real. Like, because that was my first time really leaving out of Baton Rouge or anything. So coming to see California and just, you know, all this shit, seeing this big-ass house, seeing how they living and shit, it just made me like, man, I got to get here, like, like, for real, like. What the fuck? These rich people do this shit every day. Like, that shit crazy. And in yeah. comparison to that, when you're a young-ass kid, I mean, you don't, re you ain't really been exposed to anything. Like, I, I really remember the first time I went over somebody's house that I could, could now consider, like, a nice house, like a real mansion, and just being like, oh, fuck. And I, it was late in my life. I was in my, like, mid-20s or whatever, but by the time that I really went to, like, a multi-million dollar house and realized, like, oh, shit, this is really how some people are living, like, Right. It kind of blew my mind. Fucking right. I ain't gonna lie. That should be a whole nother experience. Like, man, what the fuck? Like a nigga, um, just whole house fit in a living room type <laughs> shit. For real. For real. Yeah. Um, okay, so for those who aren't super familiar, uh, maybe just tell us a little bit about 
coming up in Baton Rouge? Like, what, what was your life like as a young man? Um, regular shit, you know. Um, I mean, Baton Rouge is just, it's a, it's a tough place to come up and shit. Like, for real, like, you would just be exposed to a lot of shit at an early age. So, it was just that, just growing up real fast type shit. Um, and just watching my mom trying to do everything on her own type shit. They had to pop up here now and then. Really? Like, so you wasn't a consistent presence at all? Uh-uh, not really. Like at first, in the beginning, he was around more, like, you know, like down there. So a nigga got like around six, then it was just, like when I got about six years old, then it was like I barely even seen him that much. Right. Was he just out for his own reasons, or could he not like get along with Like becoming a dad, I think it's not getting along with my mm. mom, man. Just me being a dad now, you know what I'm saying? I see, like, he probably was hustling or, you know, just living his life. Right. He, you know, have kids early. Should be so hard. That makes more sense to you now? Like, Yeah, yeah. Now it make a lot of sense yeah. to me, for real. That's kind of how I feel about just seeing my dad all stressed out. And, like, just I thought my dad was just the most high-strung, pissed-off fucking person when I was young. And now, as I get older and I can sort of view it objectively, it's like, man, he was going through it. Like, yeah, you know, this is not real. easy to make ends meet in this fucking little ass town trying to trying to make something happen and right. you gain that perspective of like empathy from what they're going through right and just having a baby mama like that shit mm. that shit stressful all by itself plus all the other shit you just said but that's like that's like the ultimate stress right fucking baby mama that you not fucking with type shit so that's your situation is a baby mama situation not like a yeah I got a lot the, of baby mamas how many now <laughs> I think I got like <laughs> five or some shit. Five. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's less than the numbers that I've heard from some rappers, but pretty significant. I think that's just some rapper shit. Yeah, what but is I, that? But like Louisiana, period, that's how we is fucked up like that out there. You're just used to seeing that from yeah. a young age? Fucking right. To seeing people like, I be around people like out of town and shit. They be older with no kids or just, you know, one and shit. And yeah. It's crazy. I mean, my whole life, I don't think I ever busted in a girl until, I don't know, like really until I was trying to have a kid. Unless mm. maybe she convinced me she was on the pill or something. Yeah, a lot of time. I feel I like the, the trigger discipline with the young rappers is really poor. Like yeah. they just, they're just dumping in girls. Like, I don't know. I, I was talking to my grandpa one time and he was like, man, Having a lot of kids ain't that bad because you never know which one going to take care of you when you get older. Mm. So I was like, fuck it. I just be, I be like, fuck it. That makes sense. But also, if you have a lot of kids and you're not really like spending enough time with them, then I don't feel like any of them are going to want to take care of you when you right. get older. <laughs> you know? Right. That's why I try to fuck with my kids because they, they better come take care of me. They how, better fuck how with me. How old your oldest one? 11. 11. Holy shit. You've been doing this for a while. Yeah. How old were you when you had her? 15. Damn. How many different baby mamas out of the five kids? How many what? Different baby mamas. No, I got five baby mamas. <laughs> oh, five. Okay, so five kids, five baby mamas. Yep. Okay. One each. You got to spread it out. If that makes sense to me. Um, okay, so you're a young man coming up. Baton Rouge, what what would you describe your personality like in terms of like the, the kid you were before you, you know, got out 
rapping and in the streets and everything? Like, what kind of kid were you maybe through elementary school and shit? Um, I used to be, like, just, I don't know, just want to learn shit, want to play sports, and um, just try to be funny and shit. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, just regular shit. I like the basketball a lot. Like the Kobe. I wanted to be like Kobe and shit. Really? Yeah. So you weren't, you could like root for a player like Kobe. You weren't looking at like a local player. It didn't really matter to you. Mm-mm. Where the fuck is, where was Kobe from? I don't even know. I don't fucking know neither. <laughs> but I mean, fuck, the Lakers still was just my favorite team. Shaq and Kobe, that shit was like right. the best. How long did you have the basketball dream though? That's what I, like before rapping, I think I liked the basketball. But by the time middle school here, I ain't, I played basketball like sixth, seventh grade by eight. I was like, fuck that shit. Oh, really? Fuck bitches. You got over it early? Yep. Really? And fucking bitches was the primary motivation? Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel you. Realistically. I really like, fuck it. No. Right. I mean, I was rapping and shit, but I looked at rapping like it was just something to do. Fun. Like, a hobby, express myself, you know. Were you getting fucked up from a young age? Like, when you say, like, just hang out with bitches, I feel like there's got to be, like, other things that go along with that. Yeah, I used to be getting fucked up. I used to be doing Xanobars, weed, shit like that. You left the Xannies behind? Fucking right. I ain't did that shit in, like... Ten years. Like, Ten years? Holy shit, you got started and ended early. Yeah, but I used to be on them bitches so hard. But I, the reason why I quit them, because I um, ended up going to jail and shit. Like, once I went to, I did three years in jail. Once I got out, I ain't did none of that shit since. Did you get locked up partially because of some shit you did on Xanax? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That you couldn't really remember that well? I just thought I was doing some smooth shit, but I really wouldn't. Wow. I was doing some flunky, stupid shit. Can we go through exactly what happened that night? I, I was just, I so much shit probably happened, like all kind of shit. Because this is the thing <laughs> where you go, you got charged with a, mur- a murder and a, a robbery, and then you beat yeah, the murder. Robbery. Yeah, I beat the murder, and I ended up having, to, um, I got found guilty for first degree robbery. Like they dropped my charges, uh-huh. first degree robbery. Yep. Have you? Spoken about how that went down? No. It's too touchy even though you're past it legally? I mean, the robbery shit, I ain't even do it. It just was my, like, I been had a name in, like, the city. Like, we been had, like, a local name, like, on some teen shit. We was called Click Tight. Uh-huh. And I was the, like, face of that shit. So anytime somebody said Click Tight, they just... The first name huh? pop up is me. So, boom. I wouldn't even at that rob. Well, I was there, but I wasn't robbing nobody. I was just in the car. But right. I played a part of it, so fuck. Right. You know? Um, yeah. Okay. So, but somebody got killed that night. Like, somehow that happened during the robbery, like, unrelated to, like, they weren't trying to kill him. It just happened that way? I don't know what happened with nobody getting killed. They crazy. Really? They just put that shit, them, you know. Detective shit, like how Instagram be trying to push shit together. Like, I don't know. Right. They crazy. Uh, do you feel like, like, were the cops out to get you at that point? Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah, already had a grudge right. against it, you? It was the cops out to get a nigga and the DA. He was, like, trying to tie so much shit 
together and like put away my whole it, like the group click tight. Right. He was just trying to call us a gang, but we really was just we was rapping. We was doing other shit too that young niggas do, you know, trying to come up, get money and shit, but like we was really rapping though, for real. That's what we was fucking with. So I don't know, he just tried to tie all the kind of shit together to put everybody away on some Rico shit, but they couldn't. That's what they do now, huh? Yeah, that's what they do now. The gang enhancement shit and everything. Yeah, that shit's scary. Yeah. Like, do you see them using that against people that you're associated with or people, people yeah, in your area? Yeah, people that I fuck with. A lot of people from my city and shit going through that shit now. But, like, this shit been going on in Baton Rouge. Like, they been trying to find a way to do it, but now it's just, like, more easier. Right. Because the Instagram and, like, niggas just claiming they banging, like, you know. When our shit was just a clique, we wasn't a gang, like we was a group. Right. Yeah. Was, because, I mean, when I think about it, I think that, like, some kids might kind of not be in a gang, but then the way that it gets prosecuted sort of, like, sends them to prison early in their life, and then they kind of get conditioned to be more violent as a result. Right, real shit, real shit, because once you go to jail... You ain't got no guns. You got to learn how to fight. You got to, you know, some niggas run the protection in there, run the gangs and shit like that. Right. For real. Was that, that was your first time spending any significant amount of time behind bars? Yeah. How'd you transition and what, what was the environment like out there? I mean, I feel like that shit just made me a man stand on my own type shit. And, you know, I learned a lot from that shit. Like, I, I read the Bible in jail. Really? Never really read the Bible outside of jail. Um, I used to work out. Fuck. It was a lot of shit that just helped me with, helped me just learn how to d- be alone, depend on myself. Cause I ain't used, while I was in jail, I rarely used to call home. Really? Yep. Why is that? I feel like a lot of people I know, they, they spend all their fucking time on the phone when they're locked up. Um, Because it, it's like jail another world and I was just trying to, keep my mind up in that world. I ain't really want to, because I knew it wasn't nothing I could do on the outside world. I ain't want to hear no problems that I couldn't really do nothing about. So I was like, fuck all that. I'm living in this bitch, you know. Fuck I always feel super guilty anytime I'm talking to somebody who's locked up because I feel like I can't really, like, tell them about what I've been doing all day because it's going to sound like I'm bragging almost. Yeah, right. I be feeling like that, too. I yeah. be feeling like that talking and, to my and people. Then I kind of, like, want to ask about, like, I'm curious about what's going on behind bars, but then meanwhile, like, they sometimes, it feels like they don't want to talk about it because the shit is just depressing and grimy, yeah, and they don't want to bore you by yeah. telling you about all this bullshit, bullshit that they have to deal right. with. So they just be like, you know, I'm good in here. We worry about you out there. But it, it really, like, I ain't really want to, when people used to tell me, like, oh, we going to do this. We about to go out and do this. Like, it was kind of like, it wasn't they bragging, but that shit made me sad because I'm like, damn, fuck. Right. You know, I can't be doing none of that. I ain't going to be able to see none of that. So, you know, have fun. Yeah. I dread talking to my friends who are locked up because of that fact, because I know my brain is going to be racing the whole time trying to think, like, what should I talk to them about and how is it going to make them feel? Because it's like, if you're only going to have 10, 15 minutes to talk to somebody, you don't want them to. But then also, like, man, there's some people I talk to in prison that are like, they are so goddamn comfortable that they just don't even, they don't seem bothered like a regular person. Or maybe it's just their personality is so strong that they're kind of like top of the ladder 
in their area of the prison, yeah, so all, they don't really different shit. Yeah, it's all different kind of shit because they got some niggas who just comfortable with being in jail. Like I know niggas that I didn't like Joe with, like I was in jail with. Them niggas come home and be like, "Man, it's hard out here. You gotta, you, you gotta pay rent. Yeah, you gotta." pay for food every day like man i'm about to catch another charge and go back fuck this shit really fucking right <laughs> like they got niggas fucked up you like, weren't like that at all because you are no, you had a nigga, life outside already, yeah right? i had a life outside i'm like i i used to hate being around them niggas like fuck like i be running my shit like like because there's a lot of niggas that lie in jail about their life and who mm -hmm. they are and it's not really them but I be running my real life shit and people think I'm lying or just, mm, this nigga here wasn't doing all this shit. That's why I be like, man, I'm not supposed to be around you bitch ass nigga. I can't wait till I get the fuck around y'all niggas because y'all niggas, this shit cool to y'all. Like, right. I don't know. Because it's just so few people that have done anything significant with their lives but in right. that area that's like anything that you... You talk about being on tour. Yeah. Having this amount shit, of money, like, this, this, et cetera. Like right before I... um. Went to jail and shit. I was fucking with Master, like running with Master P and shit. I got to fuck with him for like a year and a half or something mm. right before going through three years in jail. So telling them I left Louisiana and doing all these, having all these different experiences and shit, meeting celebrities, stars, you know, models, right. all kind of shit. Them niggas just like, the fuck? You know, they can't even picture that shit. Right. Like, you know, besides looking at TV type shit. Yeah. How come you didn't sign to Master P? Or did you at one point? I was about to. But mm. then the situation happened? Of you getting locked up? Yep, the situation happened. Yep. And that's what kind of put an end to your relationship with him? Because uh -uh, I came home and I fucked with him too. But uh -huh. it just, I don't know. I was just wanting my own shit. Like, I, I don't know. I just didn't want to be branded like with the tank shit or whatever. We mm. want. Me and Maine, my dog, Free Maine, right. we wanted our own shit, spider shit. Right. And, like, I thought, like, we was thinking, like, P understood that, so he started kind of trying to change his shit, but it just didn't go together, because, like, you can't, like, Master P, that's the tank, no limit, that's they shit, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, we just had to branch off and do our own thing, for real. Like... When I interviewed Master P years ago, part of the impression that I got from him is that he made so much money selling CDs back during that era of his career that now he kind of looks at like the streaming shit and everything and it just kind of seems like chump change to him. Like he kind of seems like he's accomplished so much and built built this business when the music business used to be like this yeah. where you were selling CDs and making $10 a CD or whatever and now he looking at this like measly change ass shit like yeah like he laughing at that shit like y'all got me fucked up y'all don't know who i am like it didn't been a situation like that like um like when the label tried to offer us as a group while we was fucking with p right some money and he like y'all know who the fuck i am <laughs> like you know 75 million records sold nigga, that type of shit right and it was just like something Against his ego type shit. Like, he wasn't fucking with that. Yeah, because, like, if you have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank, it's like, it's got to take a lot to, for you to wake up every morning and chase after the next five, ten thousand, you know? Right. And if you're at the early stages of building a music career, I mean, you're, you're, you're working so hard to just get the ball rolling, you know? Not that you yeah, were in, shit. like, super early stages at that point, but, I mean, it was earlier... 
in your career and yeah. like i could definitely see how it might, would be kind of hard for him to like Shit, have that whatever same they was whatever they know? was on throwing out there i would have jumped on it back then really Real. i ain't know the number and nothing they was just talking to him but shit. i was gone because i ain't had shit. <laughs> right like i ain't had nothing i was like and off a of rap just to some sh anything like fuck that would have been something to me i didn't give a fuck but so you've been independent your whole career though yeah okay and how do you feel about that like do you feel like you missed out on much by not having that label push at a certain point yeah but fuck i got yeah i i feel like i missed out on a lot but i just hearing about all of how people get fucked over in contracts and shit that shit was just scary to me right like oh, you, you didn't necessarily have that explosive momentum from a label behind you at a certain point but You've had control the whole way. Yeah, I had control the whole way, and that's a lot of, like, that's an experience a lot of artists don't get to see that jump into mm. labels and shit early. Like, they don't get the experience, like, being really their own boss. Putting a project out, making an amount of money, and getting yeah. to basically keep that amount of money. Right. Mm. And it's like, once you see, and you do it on your own, and you see all the outcome, it just means so much more. Mm. For real. Definitely. Like, but other than the machine and shit, and now you just stuck to that type of way. Like, I got to do it this way. It ain't going to come out right. Now you scared and doubting yourself, you know, right. type shit. Like, the other day I was watching an interview with another rapper, and they were talking about how at one point he signed to a label. They put all this money into promoting him. And then his project comes out, and then he basically, like, goes to war with him and leaves the label. And they are talking to him about it, and one of the things he said is he said, they spent $2 million building me up as a rap superstar. They can never get that money back. Shit. And I was like, okay, I can see the game there. Yes, that, like, if you have the label blow you the fuck up and then you can go and become independent, maybe that could oh, be good. Yeah, you know, like, saying, like yeah. you get all that promotion, get the major label push, and then as soon as you can, get out of there. Get out of there. That's kind of smart. But everybody don't have the opportunity. Very true. You know? Way more often, a label signs you and then a year or two year, years later, you're like, well, what the fuck? Like, I thought y'all were supposed to blow me up. Real shit, real, yeah. real life shit. But I heard some shit too. Like labels don't really lose when they do that. Like this shit, like a text right off to them or some mm, shit. Probably. And when you look at the big labels, I mean, they'll sign hundreds and hundreds of artists a year. So it's like you get one Meg The Stallion or one fucking Will Nas or whatever the fuck it is, and then like that kind of covers for a shitload yeah, of the other artists that, that you. Spent, right. And that's why. I, I just have so little faith in the label to actually, like if I was an artist, if I were you, man, I, it would take so much for me to feel really confident that the label actually had my back and was going to keep having my back six months, a year, two years after we signed the contract. Right. But they do. The thing I say, the perks with fucking with them, they got a lot of plugs and shit you mm. can't do on your own. That's, yeah. that's the only thing that I feel like labor really got. But other than that, shit. You could do that shit yourself if you really know the business. Right. And you a hustler, fuck. Just like selling anything else. Right. You got to just sell yourself to the world, sell your music, you know. Fuck. For sure. Do you, um? so when you were locked up for those three years, were you just thinking the whole time about getting back to the music when you got out? And did, how much do you feel like the people kind of forgot about you while you were away? Yeah, motherfucker forget you. Like a motherfucker. But the whole time, yeah, I was just writing, thinking about being a better rapper and shit and how to move better, you know. 
just I just wanted to be a better person altogether. But that was my only thing that I was aiming at coming home. Like I gotta go hard this rap shit. I gotta give it all I got. Like, right. You know, cut less street shit out. Just straight try to get on the grind on some rap shit. Because sometimes it feels like the fans just move on super fast, and sometimes it feels like being locked up makes them feel like, oh, he's he's for real. Like he he really is like a what he says he is in his raps, etc. Like, did you feel like there was pluses and minuses to it, or was it all just kind of just negative, just being away from being able to? Mine was yourself? all negative because there was no publicity shit or really? nothing. Like, fuck. I went away before they even really got to know me anyway. So it was like, this shit don't mean nothing. <laughs> Fuck, this ain't no publicity stunt shit or this ain't gonna make help my career. Yeah. There's no way, this just. Did you, you feel know. like the music was kind of popping off but they didn't know you yet? Yeah, the music was popping off but they ain't know me. Yeah. For real. Cause that's like a tricky thing. You can have one and not the other. You know, right. you could have a hot song and they don't really know you. And then meanwhile, we could think of rappers who Everybody knows them, but we can't think of a song. Yeah, think of a song for them, for real. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think neither one, <laughs> really, I don't think my shit wasn't popping. Like, to, like it was popping around the, the Louisiana and surrounding areas like that, but I don't, I ain't just break the fucking nation. I went all everywhere, nationwide mm. and no shit. So, fuck. That shit ain't helped me at all. <laughs> Not going to jail, but like some rappers, it helped their career, turn them up, like yeah. for real. Like nigga catch a charge, crazy charge, and they should just go all the way up type shit. I mean, I seen it happen a bunch of times where I mean, I'm gonna just name names. When Bobby Schmurter got locked up, everybody yeah. was acting like they were the biggest Schmurter supporters ever. And I'm not saying that his music hasn't been doing good because it's also kind of weird because he waited like six months to put a song out after he got out. But also, it kind of feels like maybe the fans were not as supportive as some people might have thought that it would be. Other people, like, you know, I've I seen that with uh, with Boosie, honestly. Like, I was yeah. hearing Free Boosie for years and years right. and years. And he came out, and he obviously still has a real career and a real fan base. But you kind of expected people to support him a little bit more than they did, I think. Yeah, real shit. They, they, I don't know. When you're going through some big shit like that, and they don't know what's going to happen, that's that be the whole thing for them, like more than anything. Like they just don't know what's gonna happen, so they just waiting to see what's gonna happen, and you know, just supporting you while you going through some shit. But when they see you back out on top, a lot of them supporters run off, fuck, or turn to haters. Right. For real. A lot of just dick riding. In yeah, general. just dick riding, <laughs> just some shit for the moment. Do you feel like, uh, like your fans feel like they need to choose between like you and Fredo and YoungBoy in terms of like who they're like a real fan of? Like they kind of turned it into that thing. Yeah. I'm sure you would rather everybody just listen to whoever. Yeah, listen to everybody. Fuck for real. But that's what's going on right now. So many politics with this. Like even the fans got politics. Right. So that shit just crazy. But I don't give a fuck. You could bump me, Fredo, Young Boy, whoever. Right. Give a fuck. Just fuck with me. You yeah. know? <laughs> just show me some love. Ride ride this bitch a little bit, you know. I mean, is it a weird time <laughs> in the city though, or in, in the state as a whole or whatever, because both of them are locked up right now? No, them niggas home. Both of oh, them. Oh well, yeah, okay. They're they're home but like not really able to do shit like they would normally do shit. Cause young boys in Utah. So I don't keep up with, I fuck with Fredo, like I be talking to him all the time, but I don't really be knowing what's going on with Youngboy, like, they, I, I fuck with his music though, you know. Right. 
I fuck with it. Like anybody from Louisiana, period, like doing anything and you made it out, like I salute you for sure. Cause yeah. it's so hard against the fucking system and niggas and just, you know, hating ass niggas. It's just a crab in a bucket place. Like don't nobody support you till you already big mm. somewhere else. Then they jump on your type. You feel like that's how it is? They need to see you with a million views on YouTube and then they can be a fan of you? And then they can fuck with you once they see some other people fuck with you. That's wild. Yeah. That's how, um, like, like in, um, in Baton Rouge, that's really how it is. Like, boom. For example, like, Lucci had came, did a show in Baton Rouge a while back, like, a long time ago, but... He ended up, like, while he performing, he ended up putting on one of our songs. And, like, the song play a lot of times in the club and shit. They don't even give a fuck. But when Lucci put it on, and it's like everybody's <laughs> like, oh, shit. Like, they right. just dig riding. Like, man, pull us up there with Lucci, too. Like, oh, we fuck with y'all, man. We been, you know. That shit just crazy. But, okay, so early on in your career, was did you always, was there a time period where you just wanted to be the man around your city? And when did that transition into you wanting to just be a big artist overall? And I feel like some artists, like a lot of the Chicago artists and shit, like they they start out and like I don't think a lot of them are really looking past their city. They're just right. making music for their that's, city. That's how shit is too, though. Mm. When, with the jig shit, like at first, that's all I used to make. But when I went to jail, got out and shit, that's when I just wanted to expand more. Some shit. I just seen a bigger picture bigger vision like instead of just making music for the city and shit like I feel like man this shit's so big like we want to be out the country with this shit I want this shit to be everywhere for real like so I just started trying different shit making getting on different type of beats out of my region type shit for real right did you ever feel like it's a a struggle and like where, where else do you have a big market like outside of there like is it mostly just down south states or what other states you feel like really fuck with you down south fuck with me tough. Mm. I ain't gonna lie, down south. But I be surprised when I go other places. Like like in the Bay, they fuck with me tough. I was surprised when I seen that shit. Um, they like Virginia and shit fuck with a nigga. I don't know. Just whenever I really be just corner myself in, I be in my own little world for real. Mm. So when I leave and just branch off and post to be places, like they pay me to be places, and I just go out around the places just like I'm a regular nigga, that's when I see people just fuck with me hard and I be like, damn, I ain't even know that shit crazy. Yeah, because when you're just like in the crib reading comments and, and seeing the numbers accumulate, it's like, oh, okay, my shit doing good. And then it's fucking weird to like go outside and have a bunch of people screaming at you and realize yeah. like, oh, all right, this is a little chunk of the people who are watching my video. Right. But now I'm face to face with them and it, it just feels so different. Like you could you could look at those numbers all day and it's cool, but as soon as you have it in your face, it's like, oh my God, like this is this is who these people this is who I really am to these people. Right. Yeah. That shit, man, that shit that's like the best feeling ever to me, for real. When you go play shows and shit, what what's your attitude like before it? Do you have anxiety? Are you do you hype yourself up? Like like what's the feeling before you go out on stage? Um I don't know. I it be like both of them what you said, like kinda some anxiety shit hype myself up shit. 
But when I'm on the stage, like, I be thinking. I'm a, I overthink every fucking thing. Really? So I just be thinking. So you can't just be focused on the music? You also, like, have, like, a separate narrative going yeah, in your head yeah, about, like. whole other shit going on. Oh, there's a fight real. in the crowd yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm watching that girl it, yelling yeah. at that girl. <laughs> yeah, so I'm overthinking. But once I actually get on stage, that's when the music just, when it just sink, like, and it just, I don't know. It'd right. be so fun. Like, How hard do you go with the live performance, though? Because I feel like there's, like, a big, like, you could go all out, drenched in sweat by the end of the performance, or you could just kind of keep it chill. Like, I always look at Gucci as the definition of, like, a chill, keep it chill. performance. Yeah, I've he seen just, him he just goes out here and does this. He puts his finger up in the yeah, air. they're going to go crazy. He don't break a sweat or nothing. I'm like, man, you're way too good at this. I'm going to be turned in that bitch, me. Yeah. Because I feed off the energy, mm. like, from the crowd. So I'm I'm going crazy. Is I want them to go. Definitely. But I, I haven't seen Gucci perform, so I know what you're talking about. For yeah. Real. It's cool. Cause but a lot of he's people, earned it. A lot of people don't got to do too much, yeah. you know? So shout out to him. I fuck with Gucci, too. Shout out to him. Yeah, definitely. Um, on your new project, I noticed that you got a Too Short on there. Where did that idea come from? Mm, Gazi. Oh, really? Yeah, Gazi. No. What'd he say? Like, this will help you tap in with the Bay more? Fuck. He was just like, I, the whole song, the whole record, I was, in my mind, I was doing my best impression of some West Coast, old school, hard rap, like 90s shit. Right. So, when he said it, like, I, I was like, man, I want to get somebody... On there, but then he like, I know the perfect person. Woo, 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 woo. Don't even worry about it. Just give me that record. Then when I came back to the bay and was fucking with guys, he just played it for me. And two shows was on there. I'm like, that's crazy. Because wow. he was one of the people I was thinking about. Like, I was thinking, like, either E-40 or between two short in my head, for real. That's lit, because you don't see a lot of younger rappers, like, really embracing the older generations. Yeah. But they steal a lot of their shit. Yeah, they steal their shit, but then it feels like sometimes they don't want to give them credit. Yeah, I got to give credit or whatever. But like, you have that kind of relationship with Gazi that you're, like, showing him your album before it comes out and, like, actually having, like, real conversations about it? For sure. Fucking right. Gazi, cool as a motherfucker. I real. feel like a lot of people on Empire just kind of turn the album in. I might be wrong, but that's interesting to know you have that kind of relationship. Nah, I I be hands on with my shit. Cause like even if Gazi say some shit and he be going away, like I'ma hear him out and listen to what he's saying, but I'm still gonna put my spin on it or do it the way like I wanna do it. Like I'm gonna take heed to what he's saying for real. Mm -hmm. And I try his way, but that shit don't never work. I'll be wanting like with this music shit by me being independent and fucking with it myself so long, it's mm -hmm. just I just be stuck in my way type shit for real. Cause it's my vision, so you know. But if we working as a partner, I'ma hear you out, and we gonna, you know. But I know what my fans expect from me. So. Right. You ever really go out of your way to make a hit, or you just make music and see what happens? I just make music and see what happens. I feel like when you try too hard and be like, "Oh, this is gonna be a hit," that shit don't never come out how you think it's gonna do anyway. Like a lot of songs, I'll be like. I'm about to make this one. Like, I'm trying to make a hit. That shit don't come out the way I was thinking. <laughs> really? Was, I don't know. The outcome don't be the same as what you put into it. Like, in a lot of shit like that, two-short record or whatever, I was just playing. I freestyled that whole shit, drunk, 
you know, just trying to, you know, sound like fucking a West Coast 90s rapper. Right. So, fuck, I was just playing. Like, that was my best impression of Too Short or E-40 type shit. So, so some of your, or most of your biggest songs, when you made them, they just felt like regular songs? Yeah. Just and then they just songs. ended up being the ones that the fans loved? It's kind of crazy. The ones that I love the most, like, certain ones, certain ones is different, but ones I, I be thinking going to go the most, sometimes they don't do that. Like, the fans pick right. for real. So I just make music or whatever, just keep making it as much as I could. And just, it's all about feeling, bro, for real, bro. Like, it's just about the feeling. Right. Definitely. Um, was that your first time working with Boosie on this album as well? Yep. Okay. My first time. And I'm assuming I mean, that's something like you were looking up music. to since you were young? Fucking right, though. Like, my childhood role model. Really? Did, had you met him and everything? Or, like, how'd you yeah. end up working together? I met him before um, before we even worked together. Like, I was down there. I was in the third grade or some shit, and I took a picture with that nigga. at like, uh, um, Battle of the Bands or some shit in my city. Really? So, yeah, like, Boosie, you know. I don't know. I've been around him a couple of times, but like, for him to acknowledge me and shit, like you know what I do, I ain't meet him like that until like 2017 when he asked me and Maine to come to his own boosty bad shit. Right. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, the the mainstream trying to cancel Boosie these days? It's just everybody's so fucking sensitive. <laughs> I feel like, man, everybody supposed to have their own opinion, whatever. That's what I'm starting to teach myself, too. Everybody entitled to their own opinion. Like, like if somebody write a comment and it's bad against me, that's their opinion. Like, I don't got to react or no shit like that. That shit going to blow over. They going to have plenty of other opinions or whatever, you know? So everything's just so fucking sensitive. Everybody's so sensitive now. Yeah. It feels like with Boosie in particular, he's kind of now becoming the face of not giving a shit about being canceled for your opinion or whatever. Because so many people, when they're in that position of like, oh, you said something offensive and people are offended. It's so easy for you to just back down and apologize because it takes all the heat off you. He's like one of the few guys to his credit, and I haven't necessarily agreed with some of the stuff he said, but I mean, he don't back down. He don't, yeah, he, he, he knows exactly he what he is, and when he says something, he means it, and you got to respect that even if you don't agree with him. Real shit, and that's why I respect his mind more than anything. You know, I always respect his hustle and his music or whatever, but I, I respect that about him. He going to stand on his shit. Like, whatever he say, he's standing on that shit, you know? So mm-hmm. I respect the fuck out of that. Because a lot of people just being pushed around these days and made to be what the industry or media want them to be. Mm. Presented as type shit. Boosie like, bitch, I don't give a fuck how you put it. Where you put me, whatever, I'm going to speak my mind. So I respect that. I, I used to do that type of shit too. Like I used to speak my mind a lot on social media and shit. Mm. But now I learned like you can't always let them know what you know. <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like for somebody like you, it could be pretty fucking tricky because, all right, let, let's just say that you having a bad day, you're a little cranky, whatever, hungover, whatever it is, and you go on Twitter and you just fire on a bunch of people or say this and this celebrity could suck my dick, yada, yada, yada. That is going to overshadow your music 
big time. Big time. To a lot because listen, you're only gonna have so many people that listen to your music, but everybody will tune in to watch a young rapper talk crazy about somebody you know yeah, like bro. and so may, maybe the good side man, of it is just, man, you could get some more fans some more people paying attention to you but it's almost like more likely that you're going to be known as the dude who be tripping on twitter and not known for your music right. at that point because how many people that are talking about boosie bother to go to a spotify and listen to an album when all this shit's going on i don't know how much it really like helps the music you know that shit don't help the music it really don't. I done been through it. I'm telling you, I done been through it to where I just was having a bad day and I let that shit all come about, like come out on live and shit, on Instagram live. Right. And I ended up talking about some other niggas and some business and some shit that's like too inappropriate in this sensitive ass world. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. That shit ain't a good look. It ain't good for your music. Yeah, that shit gonna be like, I was all on like Google. What that shit is like, like when you go on Google and the first thing that popped up, like my auntie seen me on it saying some crazy shit. Really? Like some fuck the world, I'm the devil shit. (laughs) (laughs) And that shit wasn't cool, bro. I was like, damn, I don't want you to see that. Like I ain't fucked, that's fucked up, so. Yeah. That shit kind of stopped me. And my daughters and shit, like mm. they all on social media, so. And that's what sucks is that even if you're trying to make a nuanced point, somebody gonna call you a homophobe, somebody gonna call you racist, et cetera. And to the average person is not really on social media that much. So they might just hear like, oh, that, that fool, he's fucked up. He did, he was talking shit about so-and-so or he did this shitty thing to so-and-so and they will just condense the story down. Like, you know, like, and that, that makes it so it's like, not that appealing to have a controversial opinion on social media even me where it's kind of like my job to just have opinions publicly i'll still stop myself and just be like bro i don't want my twitter to just be all this for the next couple days and if i say how i really feel about this shit that's going on it might be like nonstop for a couple days of like all hate all people getting pissed off and sometimes it's just like what do i have to gain from that right you know instead of just some attention at the moment Mm-hmm. And a lot of attention that you don't even want. So I'd be like, man, fuck that shit. Like, a lot of shit be like, this is what I do now. I know no matter what somebody's saying, woo, 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 if I don't respond, that shit will blow over in a day or two. So mm-hmm. it's some old shit going to happen. Or they going to be on some other shit. So, like, yeah, fuck that shit. I don't smoke and call it whatever you know yeah once your career has been going long enough you get used to the ups and downs yeah and you start to realize that like very few of the downs are all that serious and it's just like all right you guys don't like me this week yeah y'all gonna be i drop a good song no matter what like good music override all that shit so Mm. i i mean if it ain't helping with the music and no shit like that man for other artists who coming up i i've you don't even fuck with that clout shit uh the attention seeking like because that shit a drug for real and once you ain't got it you'll do anything to get it back so don't even go down that route and i feel like a whole generation of rappers were kind of duped by six nine because they saw him really like using the internet and being controversial on the internet to make his name way bigger The, the whole thing though is that like he he had a bunch of really popular songs at that time and then he was just making it bigger by also being controversial and beefing everybody. Okay, sure. If your music is not already doing that, then is it, the, the controversy will probably take away from 
whatever right, you're trying whatever to do music you got, with. He's going to overshadow that shit. Yeah. So, my man, that nigga fucking goofy. Yeah. Like that. You, he's he, a separate case. He's a prime bro. example that. <laughs> <laughs> he a prime example that that shit, like, it might look good for the time being, but look at all the shit he had to go through. Like, man, who the fuck want to go through that? Like, a lot of shit with this rap shit, bro, too. Like, rappers go so hard to get, like, run up their money and get buy these cars and do this and do this and buy these houses and shit, but they don't really get to enjoy none of this shit to mm. me. Like, because, like, look at Dolph. He got them cars or whatever, camouflage, but I don't think it was a good idea to be driving it because it's a stick out. That's a good point. I mean, that time he got sprayed with the 100 bullets out of his SUV or whatever, it happened to be a bulletproof one, I think. And I mean, yeah, he got like, that's that's the one thing that's rough listening to Dolph's old music now at this point is like, he was doing a lot of beefing and he was talking about being basically invincible a lot. Yeah, he was, but like, I fuck with Dolph, bro, because it was like, he wouldn't really just, I don't feel like he was even in this shit of like the cloud chasers or the going live. Like he ain't never mm. went live about the shit. And when he did have interviews or whatever, he used to downplay the beef shit or whatever. But he would keep it real in a couple songs and yeah. really let you know some shit, but then he'd never But really, I feel like that's the yeah. best place to do it because exactly, that's yeah. where you can sell the shit. You know what I'm saying? He made classic songs off of, off of like, he, he got shot a hundred times and made a song called yeah, 100 Shots 100 and shots. made a, cla- that's one of his but biggest songs live ever. Yeah. And, Man, nigga shot at me. Da, 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 da. He made money off of it. That's why I fuck with him. He, he, like I feel like he was a genius with the shit because that's what it's all about, man. Put that shit in your music, some shit you could sell, you know. Mm. You can't sell it live or nothing, you know. You're just going to be talking to a whole lot of people that don't even know you and shit. And you just seeing their comments come back. Like You don't see that when you're in the booth recording and shit. Right. So you can just express yourself and that's it. Get money out for it, move on, new song. I, I always looked at Jay Z as the master of how to use the music and the media. And like when you look at what he does now, it's like if he has something he wants to talk to the world about, he's gonna make you wait a year and a half till he puts a song out, and then he'll have like one bar about it. And there's this like appetite for what he's gonna have to say about something because of the fact that he's not on Twitter every five seconds. That's one right. thing a lot of artists need to realize at a certain point right. is save up your juice. Like your juice, whoever yeah. you are, like if, if you go and do 15 interviews over the course of the next month, I mean, guess what? At the end of the fi- that, like nobody's gonna really be dying to hear from you in the same right. way. But if you save it up and only do the right interviews, or you know, don't talk about this topic, but then put out a song where you got a couple bars where you really address shit. That builds up the appetite for the people, you know? Fucking right. A lot of rappers don't get that. You give, you be giving them too much. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You got to dumb that shit down and just give them only so much for real. That's why, remember, remember Tory Lanez didn't say nothing about the whole shooting thing? And then yeah, he, and they, they put, put out the whole album, album about see? it. Because he made money off that shit. I feel like that's the way yeah. you got to do it. But man, I can't wait till I'm just at that. At that point where I'm on some real shit, like how Jay Z or J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar is. Right. Today, like, they don't really be in the media at all. It's just all about their music. Yeah. That's how I wanted to be, because I'm so passionate about music, you know. I wanted to just be all about my music instead of about my lifestyle or right. how I'm dressed and all this other shit. How much uh, time do you actually spend in the studio at this point? Um. I, I spend a lot of time in there, but not as much 
as I used to be. I don't feel. Why is that? Like, you just don't feel like there's a lot of good that can come from the just making a hundred songs. Like, you want the ones you make to count more. Right. That and I don't know. I just been my mind been on other shit. Like, I've been just putting my focus on my kids and trying to invest in the other stuff. Off the like the shit that the music that opened doors for for me like I'm going through them doors and trying to experience that shit you know just growing maturing like I still fuck with the music I just do it just like to express myself more than just every day like oh I'm in this bitch I gotta be in here I need to make this many songs and da 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 right no, ain't on this. So, so have you reached the point at a certain point where you're kind of like fuck like. Maybe the thing that I should be doing every day if I want to make as much money as possible is not just being 100% focused on the music. That's, yeah, yeah, exactly. But there's a whole lot of other opportunities out there that maybe you have because you're already a popular rapper. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. So, yeah, that, and, you know, just experiencing most shit, just maturing, just living life. Like, I ain't just trying to be fucking rapper. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I, it's so much more to a nigga, like, I got different hustles. This is just one of my hustles and shit and the way that I express myself. You know? I ain't just trying to be just categories that like I don't know. Right. I just live my life, bro. For real. Yeah, I feel it. Um, okay, so when are you thinking of dropping again? You got any like big new stuff on the works? Like how are you feeling right now? Um I got um, an album about to drop with me and my partner, Main Music, who I started Spider Gang and shit with. Right. He been incarcerated for like three, four years now. Really? Yes. Yeah, and so was I, he was he sentenced or is he still? Waiting? Yeah, he been sentenced. Okay. Yep. So Do you he, know when he might be coming home? He come home next year, October. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I'm about to drop like the top of the first quarter shit. Like I'm gonna drop album with me and him and this is all stuff you have saved from before he went in it's stuff saved and i like some shit i updated touched on you know right. went back in and he got some shit like he didn't wrapped over the phone type shit oh, nice. but most of it is from shit we saved up from before he went in that's what's up so you get you you feel like when he gets out, that's gonna maybe potentially re-motivate you to go hard. Like is him yeah. being him being free would be like a big motivation for you. Yeah, cause like he my he he my favorite rapper, like one of my favorite rappers. Mm. So like yeah, he gonna motivate me for sure. Like, cause the whole like that's how we ended up going harder. Like at first we we came in this shit together like as a duo type shit. Then we took a break on the duo shit and went solo. So whenever he went to driving like crazy, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go crazy. Mm. I got to, you know? Right. Because people knowing us for being together. So if I'm lacking, they gonna, that shit going to show because this nigga going so fucking hard. You right. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You're just going like to have that built-in competition even yeah. if you're close. Yeah. It's like a competition, but we just call it shit nation motivation. Right. You know, Spider nation motivation. For real. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, hey, when it gets out... Come to L.A. We'll have another sit down. For sure. Fucking right. I'm going to tell him <laughs> tell that him too. Tell him that too. He got uh, something good to come home to. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to let him Post know. Hopefully he's going to make his day. Hopefully he's not on paper so we can smoke some good dope together too. Yeah. I want to smoke something right now if I ain't on papers. Let's go. <laughs> Roll up. <laughs> Let's go. Is? What this is you got right here? What I mean, shit. I don't know. I just throw the bags in the backpack and I never know what the fuck it is. But, 
Roll up, whatever. Tech, thank you very much for joining us. It was a good time. For sure. Appreciate you for having me on this bitch. You know? Everybody go check my man's music up because he be going crazy out there. For sure. Tech, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out coolest on YouTube, Patreon, all that shit. Like, comment, subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate y'all.